Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, January the 31st, in the year of our Lord, 2024. Can you believe it? January is done in this first month of the 24th year of the second millennium of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this will be the day when we finish our mini-series on prayer and fasting. So, let's pray consecration together this morning. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, On the Statistics and the Score. Our text is John chapter 15, verses 5 through 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not abide in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. As we bring this series to a close, let's remember where we began. With me and my sisters and my farmer father, in the drought-stricken fields, praying for rain, singing, no less. We need a rain about an inch and a half. We need a rain about an inch and a half. We need a rain. Have faith it will. The New Testament prophet of an apostle, James, reminded us of our great-uncle, the prophet Elijah. As he said, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. James 5.16b This gave rise to our working definition of prayer and fasting, which we should also remember as we close the series. Prayer and fasting is the lifelong process of becoming a peculiar kind of person i.e. righteous. 
who learns to exercise a particular kind of power, i.e. divine love, for the good of the world and the glory of God. I know of nowhere in the Bible where all of this comes together more potently than in today's text, John 15. If you're still searching for a verse from the Bible to raise as a banner over 2024, look no further than verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You will remember yesterday, I lifted up the notion of the game. I'll quote myself, fasting and prayer are not the game. God's inbreaking kingdom is the game. This is fasting and prayer, not as the motions of religious practices, but as the movement of the authorized, empowered agents of Jesus Messiah. This is fasting and prayer as the seamless movement from sanctuary to streets, which becomes the transformation of the streets into sanctuaries. Remember the game. I love the little word we see over and over in John 15. It is the quintessential watchword. And this word tells us how the game is played. Abide. Notice how Jesus speaks of prayer. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Abide. I think it just may be my favorite word of all time. If it weren't for the other word in the chapter, did you catch it? It appears nine times over the 17 verses. It is fruit. So if thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven is the game, and abiding is the way the game is played, how does fruit figure into this analogy? Fruit, my friends, is the score. Now, do you know what winners focus on? The score. Do you know what losers focus on? Statistics. Israel, in the time of Isaiah, was losing. They had lost sight of the score. They had drifted back into collecting their stats. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? It's like a losing football team who wants to point out how they led the league in yards gained. It's the team who scores the most touchdowns who wins the game. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Notice how Jesus didn't say you will produce, but you will bear much fruit. See the difference? As we abide, 
Jesus bears fruit in and through us. In other words, we do it according to his power that is at work within us. I love the way Eugene Peterson translates Galatians 5, 22 and 23 on the fruit of the Spirit. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. That's from Galatians 5, 22 and 23 from the Message Translation. How's that for a scoreboard for God's kingdom and His righteousness? And Jesus doesn't want us to produce a little fruit. Twice in the span of four verses, we see the terms much fruit. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let's give Jesus the last word on this matter of prayer and fasting. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. That's John 15, 16, and 17. The prayer, Lord Jesus, teach us to abide in you, the true vine. Show us your way of powerful prayer and effective fasting, and lead us into all righteousness, into a life of bearing much fruit, bringing great glory to the Father, and showing ourselves to be your disciples. We ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. And the question, what What has Jesus revealed to you through this brief series on prayer and fasting? How are you putting this revealed learning into practice? What questions still linger? Are you seeing any first fruits from the journey? All right. For our hymn today, we're going to go back to hymn number one. This is the standard, O oh, four thousand tongues to sing. In our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise, it is hymn number one. And it has nine verses. So you know what I'm going to say. We're going to sing all nine verses. They're short and they're fast. 
but they're all great. You can't leave any out. This hymn was originally contained 18 verses. It was written in 1739 by Charles Wesley to commemorate his conversion on May the 21st, 1738. So let's sing it like we mean it. You ready? Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God assist me to proclaim to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of thy name. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin, he sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean, His blood availed for me. He speaks and listening to His voice, New life the dead receive. The mournful broken hearts rejoice, The humble poor believe. Hear him, ye deaf, his praise, ye dumb, your loosened tongues employ. Ye blind, behold, your Savior come, and leap ye lame for joy. In Christ your head you then shall know, shall feel your sins forgiven. Anticipate your heaven below, and own that love is heaven. Look unto him, ye nations own, your God, ye fallen race. Look and be saved through faith alone, be justified by grace. Glory to God and praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above the church in earth and heaven. Amen. You recognize our great, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, our great Redeemer's praise. And this is the title, as a result, of our hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise, in case you didn't realize that. So um glad we finished on that note today. Well, gang, uh, it's Wednesday. I gave you the update on what's coming. It's in the P.S. today, in the wake-up call of all the glorious things ahead. Anna Grace Leg Band for the next two weeks, then Susan Kent for the 40 days of Lent, Dan Wilt for the 50 days of Easter. I'll be back at Pentecost with Acts Season 2, which will be chapters 15 through 28. We'll finish that race. And uh, you can see all that in the PS today. Now's a great time to invite others to to join us on this wake-up call journey. I'll be here in Gillette 
And um, if you want to check in on me over this uh, little season where I'll be out, come on. I've got a website. I put the link in today's PS. And I'd love for you to come see that. I'm going to give uh, some tours of the prayer room in the days ahead. We might even have a a Vesper service. <laughs> I've started going into my prayer room at sunset every night and and celebrating uh, Vespers. I recite the Phos Hilaron and I uh, pray some of the Psalms and even sing a hymn. Maybe you could join me there sometime. Anyhow, that's jdwalt.com. jdwalt.com if you want to come there. So, John 15, guys, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask me whatever you wish and it will be done for you. You know what that sounds like to me? The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. (laughs) That's what this has been all about, isn't it? You abide in me, and my word abides in you. Ask me whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. You know, you can rip that out of context and and quickly create some sort of a counterfeit prosperity gospel, but it won't be true prosperity. You know what true prosperity is? It's the next verse. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. That's true prosperity. That's what this is all about. Like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. That's a good note, I think, to leave it on today. We got seed to sow. We've got fruit to bear. I I sometimes like to just do a little exercise where I try to just look at my tombstone. I'm not wanting to go there, (laughs) but I look at my tombstone and I try to picture these two words on there. I encourage you to do this with me. Go to your tombstone. Look at these two words that you want to see printed there. Much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. Let's prophesy that over one another today. Hey, get your seeds. That's where it starts. I'll see you on the field. For the awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.